Now, hello again. We are going to look at the events at the Health Committee today because the Oireachtas Health Committee, basically, uh, Ashling Maloney was... Uh, expressing concern about the the role of vested interests and uh, the inability, it seems, to shift behaviour through taxation, maybe too much reliance on uh, information and the individual. Indeed, I think um, it's something uh, quite interesting. This whole I, this whole topic of conversation around how do we change people's habits? Is it an ad on television, or is it controlling the other ads on television that are telling them to eat something? Um, so this is all around the. They were just speaking this morning at the health committee around the commercial determinants of health, and you, I'd forgive anyone for not knowing what it was. As I said it, because I didn't know what it was. And um, so this is around like the food industry. Um, commercialization of you know what we consume and how we consume it and how we're attracted to buy it how we're attracted to go back and keep buying it and keep consuming it um, and so some of the um, you know we, we know for example that like bright colours supermarkets are designed in ways that make you want to buy certain things everyone knows at the till you're standing there and there's loads of crisps in front of you and that makes you want to pick them up um, and it's this kind mm. of idea that the food industry has as you say a control over all this and they're a lobby group um, you know in various ways um, just like any other lobby group invested interest but I suppose the bottom line here and the thing that is impacted at the end of all that is our citizens health and that means that they're in hospitals they're on waiting lists they're on hospital beds um, which is not good so the Health Promotion Alliance presented for the Oireachtas Committee today and they were talking about chronic diseases like cancer, cardiovascular disease, dementia and respiratory conditions are mostly caused by five common risk factors. Poor diet, alcohol, physical, physical activity, smoking and obesity. And if you think about, I suppose, smoking, I mean, that's the tobacco industry. They were saying that obesity is the fast food industry. Um, alcohol is the alcohol industry. And so these are areas that can be regulated and tackled and they're some of the biggest areas that are affecting people's health in this country and uh, attributing to those cro- that chronic disease and the Health Promotion Alliance were saying that little meaningful action has been taken to address the drivers of these leading causes of death and disability and that awareness campaigns around these issues are simply not enough and decisions around areas like smoking and ob- obesogenic environments are are made here in or are made in the Oireachtas. Well let, let, let's hear from them because Jan- Janice Morrissey the chair of the Health Promotion Alliance who you just mentioned uh, was part of that delegation here she is addressing the committee. We have had another winter of waiting lists and trolley queues. The health service is increasingly challenged by the burden of chronic diseases such as cancer, cardiovascular disease, dementia and respiratory conditions. These conditions place a significant strain on the healthcare system and on the economy. Chronic diseases account for 76% of all deaths annually, 40% of admissions and 75% of bed days. Our population is ageing and growing. Our healthcare system will never be able to cope with the, the demand. We do not do health well in Ireland. In fact, we have an illness service, not a health service. Yet a major solution is staring us in the face. These chronic diseases are largely preventable. They are mostly caused by five common risk factors, poor diet, alcohol consumption, physical inactivity, smoking and obesity. We know what needs to be done, yet little meaningful action has been taken to address the drivers of these leading causes of death and disability.
Oh, that was Janice Morrissey there, Chair of the Health Promotion Alliance. Ashling, just uh, on the sugar tax, which was one of the things that was introduced to try and mitigate the effect of uh, sweetened drinks, sugary foods and, and the like. What, what did we learn about that today? Yes, yeah, so this is the uh, Junior Minister for Health, Hildegard Nocton. She presented be, uh, separately um, this morning to the Health Committee and they asked her about some of what the Health Promotion Alliance were bringing up around we need to go further than an awareness campaign and an ad and we need to really take action on these areas and tax them and, and have a prohibitive approach, I suppose. Um, and Hildegard Nocton uh, said that the, the the sugar tax that's there for those really sugary drinks, um, that that has had an impact since it's come in. That it has actually, those companies that make those drinks have actually reduced the amount of sugar in them to avoid the tax. So it has had an effect in that way. And she also mentioned that there was benefits for health as well. But in particular, she talked about how that, that gets 30 million euro annually. Um, and there was a question about whether that was ring-fenced and she couldn't answer that um, she didn't think it was ring-fenced uh, when she was asked and I suppose there are questions over whether the committee were bringing up whether that should be ring-fenced in order to to tackle some of the things that they were bringing up and to tackle uh, the food industry in more direct ways potentially um, but you know uh, she was also asked as well about uh, her, her uh, alcohol advertising um, Gino Kenny, uh, the People for Profit TD, asked her about this, about alcohol advertising, if there should be more restrictions around it. Um, and the minister, instead of kind of answering that question, actually pointed to, well, we've all, we've just brought in these harmful um, alcohol labels on on bottles, uh, you know, bottles and 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 alcoholic drinks. And Ireland is the first country to do this. Um, but I suppose what she didn't answer was that I suppose by the time somebody picks up the drink, uh, brings it home and buys it in the shop, they were already advertised on television or in other methods to, to go and actually want it and, and desire it right. and that was the point that um, Gino Kenny was making so yeah a kind of an, an a rounded uh, discussion on how there needs to be maybe harsher um, action in relation to the food industry and just one very interesting point that was brought up the Social Democrats um, TD Roisin Shortall who's the, ho- uh, the health spokesperson she remarked about how we took very strong action as a country Ireland did uh, many years ago when we brought in the smoking ban and that was a, an invention or an idea um, and an initiative brought in by the now Taunashta Michal Martin when he was Minister for Health and she was talking about how we needed to take action like that on the fast food industry um, like the state did on the tobacco industry and that harsh change was needed in relation to this to help the obesity e- epidemic in this country. Okay, uh, Michael Collins is supposed to, to pick up on that point in terms of preventative measures Smoking uh, has dropped amongst younger people in the country. The smoking ban, there was an awful lot of, I suppose, quite a deal of of panic about it at the point it was going to be introduced. Uh, It didn't have the detrimental effect people thought it might and it appears to have had a public health benefit. Is there a case to look at other kind of radical measures like that in other areas as preventative measures? Well, in relation to smoking, you know, um, what you say, the numbers have decreased. I think vaping has has started. So maybe it's not such a decrease after us. I could be wrong. Maybe I haven't got the exact figures, but I I, I can see so many young people vaping. I think that we should be ring-fencing uh, um, we'll say the sugar tax money into edu- educating our young people educating that's where we need to start is in the schools and trying to get, educate people of the dangers I mean you can see adverts in, 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 in the wrappers of the cigarettes you can see they've taxed their, uh, every budget cigarettes uh, rifled through the roof and it doesn't seem to deter a hell of a lot of people from smoking well, so would you not I say that, that schools schools are doing their best often have policies for reasons of nut allergies or healthy eating encourage children not to bring in sweets in their lunchbox they run an 
annual Food Dudes programme where they introduce them to healthy eating and the like. And the education system is pitted against the multi-billion euro marketing budgets of uh, sugar and alcohol companies. Can they really compete? It's, it's going to be impossible to compete, especially if we decide in this country to ban whatever, you know, products that we advertise here. It's, it's The internet today is rife with young people looking at it. It's unfortunately most young people, that's where obesity is, I think. It's quite a lot of people just using their phone instead of maybe being educated or get a bit of physical education that would be healthy to people. But what I keep saying is that if you ring Fince, the, 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 the tax, uh, the sugar tax out there and spend it on educating people, it might have a better advantage than what we're doing at this present time. All right, um, Colin Burke, 30 million euro a year being realised through the sugar tax. Is there an argument for ring fencing it and spending it on public health measures? I think what we need to do, I remember now in our primary schools at the moment, one in five children is overweight or uh, classified as obese. One in five. So that's where we're starting from. We, uh, it would appear that the last surveillance, the, this is the um, WHO Childhood uh, Obesity Surveillance Initiative in 2020, it would appear that it has stabilised at that figure. What we need to do now is work towards working with both schools but also with parents as regards how we can make sure that that figure doesn't increase and in fact decrease. We've a lot of work to do in this area um, and you are right that the whole commercialisation of the sale of food, you know, the fast food outlets, they're all contributing to to this and the question is, you know, how do you get the message across not only to children but also to parents as well? But is and it parents, the message or the resources? Because if, if you put it back on the decision-making of parents and the decision-making of children, it's not taking into account factors like too busy working parents, time poor, go absolutely. in, buy yeah. products in the shop through no fault of their own, something they can cook quickly to give to their children who may have activities or something else to go to. The window for, you know, preparing a meal simply isn't there. Both yeah. parents are it, normally it, at work. It, it, it is a big challenge and it's something that we need to work on as regards how we can work both in relation to children. In fairness, schools are doing a huge amount in that, in that area. And likewise, in relation to smoking, we have brought smoking down to 18% but then we have a huge growth in vaping and I believe now we should introduce um, a situation where no one under 21 can buy cigarettes or or vaping material because I I believe you know if you don't smoke under 21 you're less likely to smoke in later life and I think we need to look at that as both bringing legislation forward in that area and you know it is So so that that, that in itself that's a kind of a upping the age of, uh, of of being able to, to buy those products to 21 is, is one quite radical move. Marie Sherlock with the 30 million euro a year on the sugar tax and some of the other um, harder measures that were being proposed by the uh, Chair of the Health Promotion Alliance today, those preventative measures rather than solely leaving it up to individuals. What do you favour? Uh, well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm all for education, but I, I, I don't think it's it's efficient at the end of the day. And, and, and of course, the 30 million should, should be ring fenced. But ultimately, there needs to be much tougher regulation of, of online uh, advertising in particular. Like I think the alcohol industry spent 116 million euros uh, on advertising in 2021 alone. So uh, you can have 
have all the education in the world, but it doesn't stand a chance, uh, you know, in the face of, you know, very persistent, insidious um, advertising um, by, 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 by those, um, you know, whether it's, 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 it's fatty foods or whether, or whether it's alcohol or whatever else. I think the old, we, we, we have to look at how we have a positive element to this conversation. So it's not just about regulation, but like, you know, you, you spoke there about families and being time poor. Like the free meals, the free hot meals scheme, that needs to be extended to all DESH schools across the country. It's a very simple measure, um, would not cost an awful lot of money and yet would guarantee that there's a hot, nutritious meal by and large to every pupil, across, you know, particularly in DESH schools, but it should be rolled out to every school across the country. And, and, and then we begin to actually change the dial in terms of what 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 kids in particular are are, 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 are are getting. I think the other thing is as well, when you look at the cost of fresh fruit and vegetables um, versus the cost of what is in the, 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 the freezer section of many uh, grocery stores, then, uh, you know, the Although the no, co- not always. For vegetable farmers will often complain that promotional deals that are run in supermarkets will show a bag of carrots for 49 cents or, you know, potatoes for, for low costs as well. Absolutely right, but 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 I suppose the, 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 but 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 I I think we need to have a greater focus on ensuring that the that that we we we, we subsidise local produce and ensure that people can more easily uh, access it because I I, I think there is a perception out there that it's more expensive in some cases depending on the the seasonality it can be more expensive but but the, but the point is that um ultimately uh, some of the meals that are in the freezer section can can actually be um be be, be just, in, fairness, so, in fairness to the the school meals program has been expanded greatly expanded over the last two years and will continue to be uh, to be developed in each okay. of the schools yeah, Mike, Michael Collins alcohol consumption was another issue hot meals. alcohol consumption was another thing that uh, was mentioned there Michael Collins by the Health Promotion Alliance. I think it's around five uh, percent of people in the hospitals are there with uh, with alcohol related illnesses, and it's been it's been a public health issue in Ireland for uh, a long, long time. Is there anything in your belief that could be done that hasn't been done and that should be done? Well, you know, alcohol unfortunately is abused by some. Not more people enjoy go and have a drink, you know, and have a social social drink most nights, and uh, you know that's probably ninety five percent of the people. But there is five percent, as you say, out there that abuse that. Again, it comes back to you know how young are people uh, obtaining alcohol? Are they getting it? You know how cheap are they purchasing it? Um, are they buying it? I, I'm pointing the finger at the young people, which is a bit unfair, but that's where it starts. That's the root of of, of problems with obesity, problems with alcohol, problems with smoking. Starts at some age. Usually starts at a young age. Are they being properly educated in in, in schools? And again, you go back to the money being ring fenced and sugar free. All that money should be poured into schools to educate children. Educate children is your only way. It's the same as you know we're 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 trying that ourselves through different models to educate children on on, on learning how to pass driving tests and you know learn how to drive pro- properly before they leave school and respect the people, other people on the road. But when it comes to, to alcohol, we certainly need to educate our children um, on the dangers of alcohol and, and, and how to drink if you, they need to drink. Some don't. I know quite a lot of young people. I, I, I should clarify, sorry, that statistic is 5% of all deaths in Ireland. Uh, that's four to five people every day die from alcohol-related disease. There are 1,500 people uh, in hospitals every night due to alcohol-related illness. Colin Burke, you want to just yeah, I, I think, a brief bit of time I, left I, I on this, so, on the, the alcohol issue. issue. The, the big change now is that people are drinking a lot more at home. 
when you go into a pub, there's a measure. When you're drinking at home, there isn't a measure. And that was the big problem that Sweden had, for instance, that a huge problem because they had no pubs at all, yet they had a huge alcohol problem because everyone was drinking at home. We haven't actually done a programme in relation to that whole issue about the need for us all to be careful when we are drinking at home, you know, that the, it's it's an unlimited volume that people then st- tend to consume. And that's a problem. Brief, briefly on alcohol, uh, <coughs> Shirley, before we move on. Well, look, I, th- I think Colm is right, like as in that, you know, that that, that, that change has been afoot now for, for a period of time. And I, I know publicans are certainly very vocal about the, the impact it's had on their business. But look, ultimately, I think this comes back to um, how, how we actually directly tackle um, uh, th- those advertising budgets. Uh, and, and it's the online advertising is, 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 I think, the real issue now. And I know uh, Ashton was even talking earlier about TikTok. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, 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 and again, you know, those, you know, like as in repeat. Messages. TikTok makes you thirsty, does it? <laughs> oh, they met, yeah. Well, the messaging on TikTok, even not, these aren't people who are advertising on behalf of the food industry, but the amount of messaging on those social media platforms, it's something that wasn't brought up at the committee today, but I will forgive the TDs for maybe not being on TikTok and seeing this phenomenon where you have people recording what they eat in a day and sometimes it's well in excess of what a, what the normal, you know, standard moderate diet should be. Um, and that Maybe it's makes just as well it, they're not on TikTok then. Maybe it is just as well, but I, I tell you, I'm the generation that's coming up and I suppose I, that is, is growing up and maybe growing out with that messaging, as in seeing that normalised on those social media platforms certainly makes me feel a little bit better when maybe I had two takeaways last week instead of one or I had three and instead of none, you know, it makes it normalised and that's something that, that's a behaviour thing and it's not something that a tax or uh, on the food industry, will, something on the food industry will change, it's, it's a behavioural thing. So so it's it goes a lot deeper, and I think with with some of these things, we might be the you know this the horse might have bolted. Like All right. okay, well we're going to take a quick break. We're back. We want to have a look at the road traffic bill after this, specifically the reduction on speed limits, which is always a source of concern to our listeners here on the late debate five one five five one. If you want to get in touch about that, the late debate with Colm O'Mungan on RTE Radio One.